Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions and hopefully under nine minutes because hackers never sleep. So let's get to it. Question number one, Eric, who are you and what do you do? So I'm the executive director of academic computing services at Adams 12 Five Star Schools. It's a school district north of Denver, probably about, uh, I think it peaked at about uh, 38,000 uh, students. It's a little smaller now and about 5,000 staff. And uh, also I'm the editor-in-chief of the Journal of the Colloquium. This is the, um, the Colloquium is the or the Colloquium for Information System Security Education is the organization that originally worked with the NSA to found the Centers for Academic Excellence across the country. So I'm actually in the throes of doing that peer review process right now. And we're trying to wrap it up as fast as we can, hopefully later today, but wanted to take time for this interview. Also, I'm the chair of the uh, IFIP Working Group 11.8, which is World Information Security Education. So uh, I work with that group primarily out of Europe, but really people are from all around the world. The conferences are generally held in Europe. I've also got a PhD in cybersecurity from the University of Plymouth in England. And uh, working at Regis University, I've done a lot of training, run a research lab in cybersecurity and a red team for various cyber defense groups. This is all, uh, I, I guess, uh, amazing to me because my career started out in fine arts. I was teaching painting and drawing and photography, things like that and sculpture and gradually moved into graphic design and the computer just caught me and I, I kept going. So that's kind of it. That's a, that's a great story. I, I'm surprised you have any time at all with all of the <laughs> awesome things that you're doing. I love when people come from a different background, right? Myself mm -hmm. included came from military, then philosophy and all the other stuff that we've done. Mm -hmm. So real quick, I wanna add another question in here before we really kick off the rest of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's important to, for people to have that diverse educational background, especially as it pertains to cybersecurity? So I, I think this actually gets to your question too, uh, really, and I, I answered it maybe in a sideways sort of way, but I really like the H.G. Wells quote, that civilization is a race between education and catastrophe. And uh, I, I feel like knowing what's happening in the world is really important for people in cybersecurity right now. This, this is true, this, uh, this idea of the transformation of code and the disruption that is caused by society, the natural competitiveness of people comes out in different ways. And we see this in all kinds of things, economic competitiveness that uh, moves across you know, legal boundaries into cyber crime and other things like that, or national boundaries into those types of competitiveness. And uh, so understanding how to adapt and have our education and really uh, absorb that flux and help, help society move forward, allows us to get to new places. For me, that's big, but we got to realize this has been going on, you know, ever since ancient Sumerian society 5,500 years ago, and we're dealing with this in real time now in a way that has never existed before, so that's just truly amazing to me, but uh, I feel like that broader awareness lets us take comfort that it's not like people are getting worse with cybercrime or things like that. It's more like these avenues open up, behavior changes, the human species is adapting. That's wonderful. So, so Eric, why do you like being a cyber professional? So uh, uh, really it's the, the idea of, of, of being there at the front lines of the change, this change I'm describing in civilization. 
it's the, the ability to see problems early and to really try to address them and make contributions. It's the same reason I'm, uh, you know, edit, the ed editor of the journal. It's, I, I get to read those papers first, you know, and to see that, to, to detect something, maybe something for the first time and uh, really come up with patterns and try to make meaningful contributions to society with my life, with my effort. And I think that, that, that feels really good. No, that's, that's, I didn't even think about it from that standpoint that being an editor gives you that ability. That's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about cybersecurity as a top concern, right? That's the buzzword of the day. So what does that mean to you, cybersecurity as a top concern? Mm -hmm. So uh, this is another one. I probably didn't answer the way you might be expecting, but I really uh, hope it, uh, that our, our, uh, our backgrounds kind of relate in that sense and for a lot of the other people in your group. The idea that society itself is reforming now and uh, that, well, we have, we've had information security. We've had you know, sec secret codes go back and forth in previous generations and things like that. But as this society reforms, we have to think about this is so important because we're, we're creating the stability, not of the society we knew in 1960, so to speak, but of the society that is going to get us to the stars, the society that is going to solve problems like, you know, uh, uh, climate change, uh, uh, you know, rapid vaccination, response to other kinds of co-threats in biology, right? Uh, and underlying that, all of that is or underlying our ability to do those things is the ability to use information technology systems, you know, cybernetic systems. It, de it depends on how we think of it, but uh, this enabler is really changing the world of physics. It's changing the world of biology. It's changing all those disciplines so that we have this hyper-accelerated scientific response to the challenges of the natural world. And in order to enable that, rapid response to take place, we, we've got to be there. We've got to be facilitating that. And cybersecurity is a big part of maintaining that capacity of our species on this little planet. What an expansive thought process on that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, my brain is like spitting like a little hamster in there is going like crazy. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the philosophy with the cybersecurity. It's very, uh, very heartfelt. I like that. What insight do you want to share with our community? So um, I think th primarily that um, when we do cybersecurity work, it can be overwhelming. And we feel like we're fighting the bad guys. All the time. We're fighting a threat. We're adversarial. We're, um, we, we feel the weight of keeping institutions up and sometimes seeing them fall around us, right? And that, that that's a hard, can be a hard life if you take it that way. But I would say it's, think of it more like this, it's a privilege to be sustaining society at that rate as we see these rapid changes. It's not that people are bad and new, you know, newly bad. It's that people have always been in conflict. The challenges have always been there, that uh, people are looking to leverage advantage and things like that. And that there, there's really a, a joy in waking up every day and saying, I'm going to keep this darn thing running. And when you say that thing, you're talking about not just your organization, but the people around you. It's like the work I do at the district. When somebody's got uh, a DKIM, DMARC, and SPF, you know, we're, we're running those kinds of things. And when other people try to send us mail and it drops, right? 
uh, then they get angry. We say, hey, we're going to bring you up to speed. You're in our ecosystem. You're our partner. We're going to take care of you. We're not going to drop our security, but we are going to help you guys come up to speed. And so we do that with uh, large organizations, peer partners, school districts across the country. And I think thinking about those things, it's a very, cybersecurity is a very proactive field. We transform the world every single day. And that's just a wonderful thing to be part of. So I, I want cybersecurity people to be happy. And I, I see them kind of withered sometimes, and that's not good. But we, we really see the front lines. We see the future of society. And uh, just realizing we are making that contribution, I think, is a, a really big part of it. I do that in a lot of different ways. Like I run a, a nonprofit called Center for a Reasoning Society. And if you think about code analysis and what code does, code affects things like our, our ability to change our genes will happen here in the future very shortly, right? Uh, whether, you know, that Pandora is out of that box. And um, at the same time, social media, we see all the trends happening there. We're really growing in a lot of ways. Uh, and cybersecurity allows all that growth to happen. There will be controversy. There will be different things happen. We may not agree with all those things, but we, we are enabling the future and the possibilities for all that. No, and that's amazing and appreciate you uh, talking about your nonprofit. Let's jump to the fun question. What's your favorite piece of technology, retro technology that makes you smile? Okay, my favorite piece of technology is really the tricorder. And uh, part of the reason is because it really uh, allows, especially kids, it's like if you put an oscilloscope in front of a kid and just start singing, hitting things, running all around, man, it transforms their whole understanding of the universe. A smartphone has oscilloscopes built in. It has a Geiger counter built in. It has all these amazing things built in. All you need is a little piece of software to run it or a, an old CD and a piece of cardboard. And you can get a spectrograph out of it and you can detect compounds in the world around you. That's it. That's the amazing thing. Uh, I'd say all, an, another thing that I really relate to is this is kind of retro, but you know, in the foundation trilogy, there is psychohistory which is uh, Harry Seldon was trying to help shorten the dark age of the galaxy in that book. I wrote a book called The Visual Philosophy Language and in that book, uh, I'm really trying to do that. And I didn't even realize it until I finished writing it, went back and said, my gosh, Harry Seldon, here I, I read that when I was a kid and it must have influenced me in some way to get me into that because really that's the, that's the uh, joy of writing I saw in writing that book is helping us think more clearly, giving us the opportunity to reduce our flaws <laughs> a little bit. And then in writing it, I think I looked at reduce my own flaws in that way too, and try to think more clearly as I was writing and I reflect on that. Eric, I'd like to ask a bonus question. Yeah. How do you think philosophy and, and reasoning and, and using your, you know, that type of logic really correlates with cybersecurity? we don't usually think about these things together. And I think it's an amazing question. The, the, the real big thing is that um, our thinking is being transformed and extended out of the neurons into the silicon. And how we think as a society, as an individual, it's really been extracted from our heads already, almost as if we have implants in our heads in a lot of ways. The phone is just as much a part of our thinking process now as if it were inside our heads. 
And cybersecurity is how we help ourselves think more clearly in the same way that you take a critical thinking course. It really clears up things. Think about social media. If we didn't have cybersecurity, if we weren't looking for bot farms and things like that, what would that thinking be like? Think about if we did gene editing and didn't have cybersecurity on the databases that were used to print and insert those genes. So really, cybersecurity is clear thinking. It's critical thinking. It's an underpinning of modern philosophy itself. Wonderful. Eric, thank you so much for being on the CyberPro podcast. Mm -hmm. Glad to do it. Thanks for and having me. You did it. You made it to the end. Check us out for future podcasts and more content.